Okay, what we like to present is a vision of Christ that is uh, key in the Bible, particularly the Gospels. And each Gospel writer is writing about this person, Christ, but they're viewing him, come on again, Alfred, they're viewing him from a different aspect. Here's this person, Christ, and Matthew, they all witnessed Christ. Okay, they're all there witnessing. And they all saw him, and they all saw a major aspect of him. And they set out in their gospel to convey that aspect because were you there, Kenny, when Christ was on the earth? No. So we need their record to show us what did you see of this man while he was on the earth? You walked with him. And so each gospel writer takes up a certain aspect of Christ. So one of them is looking at him this way. One of them is looking at him this way. And one from this angle, and one from this angle. And so by the time you get four Gospels, then you have a full portrait from these four men of who this person is. Each talking about the same person, even similar stories. John, uh, see, no, Matthew, Mark, Luke are synoptic Gospels. That means they focus on a lot of the same accounts but they're somewhat different. There's some, uh, some details that are different because they're trying to emphasize a different aspect of this person. So uh, let me ask, how about Matthew? Matthew's looking at the Lord from this, this angle. What, what aspect is Matthew concentrating on? The king. Okay, so why don't you stand right over here. We're going to use you for a minute here. Where my marks might go? So you got the king here. Okay, as a king, I want you, this is going to be a little, take me a little time when you sit down. As a king, he's high. He's above everybody. No one is higher than the king. So when you're, when you're reading Matthew, you want to focus on seeing him as a king. How do we know this? There's a genealogy about him. He traces back to David, which is the first uh, substantial, the first bona fide king, and then back to Abram, who is the called race. He had to be a Hebrew. He had to be of the Jewish blood. So he had to come from Abraham. Okay, what if, Christ, what if this person appears, but he's not, he's not, uh, there's no record of where he came from. Are you going to take him as your Savior? Joe, he is, you're committing your life to Christ. In other words, you're committing your eternal destiny into this man's hand. Do you know you have the right person? How do you know he's not false? How do you know he's a real king? You know, there's been people that have said, I'm Christ. How do you know you got the right one? Well, the genealogy in Matthew, in the Old Testament, listen, brothers and sisters, there were a lot of prophecy concerning this coming one. The Christ, who would be a savior, who would be a ruler, who would be king. And we can trace his lineage all the way back. We go back to Abraham and David, and then here comes Christ. And so Matthew sets out and shows us, he proves we have the right person, Luke. You don't have to, you don't have to second guess, is this really the Christ? How do I know it's the Christ? Because we have the proof. Matthew sets out to prove. And so Matthew's gospel is concerning showing us the king with his authority, with his kingdom. So Matthew presents this view, okay? And then we have another view of Christ. What, what view does Mark present? What's the opposite of the king? 
slave. So you just go, here's Christ right here. And, and to Matthew, he appeared as the king. And to Mark, he appeared as a slave. That's Mark. So you have Christ, one aspect, he's higher than anybody. You won't meet anybody that's above Christ. He's king of kings and lords of lords. No one. No one. Okay, but someone like that, you know, if, if Bush walked in, the, uh, if Bush came in and sat down, uh, we'd all be a little nervous, you know. Uh, we'll say the right thing. We want to look our best, you know. Feel a little nervous around high authority. You know, Faulkner with the UT walked in. But how about the, the janitor that cleans the CBA cafeteria there at UT? The little, the little lady or the little man. He's so easy. He's so easy to talk to. You feel so comfortable. I, I talk to him all the time. Some of the professors, you're, uh, you know, but the little, the little person is so easy. You know, Christ is lowly. You can't get under him. You're not going to meet anybody. You're not going to meet any person that's more lowly than Christ. No one can get beneath him. Even the lowest, he's beneath the lowest. So see, he has the whole range. This Christ, it's all inclusive. He's all inclusive. No one's higher and no one's below him. So Matthew presents us a gospel. He's the king, and we'll get into that. Mark just comes the other side. He's a slave, lowly, lowly. No one can get under him. No one can get beneath him. No one can get above him. No, one can be, no one's going to be higher. You're not going to find anybody that's above Christ. There's not such a person. There's no one beneath him. No, no never. It will never happen. Okay, so we have these two aspects of Christ. Matthew, Mark. What else do we need to see about Christ? What about Luke? Here's Luke. What does Luke present? Man. You know what? He's a perfect, genuine, normal human being. Our God is a man. So Luke has a genealogy. Mark has no genealogy. He's a slave. It's a short book, mainly about his actions. Very little teaching. No Sermon on the Mount. Not much teaching. Short 16 chapters. Always his actions, his actions, his actions as a slave, serving, serving. Uh, Luke is a little bit longer. Has it has genealogy back to Adam, the first man. It talks about his mom in her pregnancy. It talks about her Aunt Elizabeth with her pregnancy. All the human things. It's a normal human life. I got relatives. I got brothers. At 12, at 12 I did this. And then this happened. Our family went down here, the family trip. It's all human. Just the human, just the human thing. The first two chapters, 80, cha 80 verses in Luke, just about the human thing and this human thing. Elizabeth was with Mary and they were talking and it's just human, 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 human relationships. He's a man. He's a real, ordinary, genuine man. He's the only proper man. Okay, so this is our Christ. He's above. He's below. He's the only genuine man. He's a real man. Some think, well, he's a phantom, meaning he, Christ, God, came in the flesh, put on flesh, and then was crucified and put off the flesh. No. He, he went through every step of the human life. Every step. Passed through every step. No shortcut. A genuine man. 
Okay, so we got Luke here. Okay, what are we? What else do we need to see about Christ? Wait a minute. If you know, don't say. Who doesn't know? Who's a, who's a newer one here? Uh, Mike, you have any idea? Raul, you have any idea? What are we missing? We got. He's the king. Okay. He's a slave. He's man. And there's not there's all, there's not just three gospels. There's not five gospels because there's only four views. There's four major views to this man. See him this way, this way, this way. Oh, this way. What are we missing? What's lacking? If we didn't have John, what would we not know about him? What's what's left? You know? What are we missing? What is John? God. Guess what? This man is God. So now you have it. You have the highest, the lowest, genuine man and God Himself. So once you cover these, once you have these aspects, these are the major aspects, and many of the aspects we enjoy of Christ fit in fit into these major categories. We enjoy Him as a king or a slave or just human. He's human. He's a man. And He's God. Look at this Christ. Listen, God, God the Father put everything in this one. He enjoys this one. I was with one of my sons last night. I was just enjoying being with the son. It's just like the Father. He enjoys this Christ. So He put He, he just put everything in Christ. Christ is the highest, the lowest, the most genuine. Christ is even the Son of God, God Himself. So let's get into a little detail here. Why don't we go to the King?